So who recorded Mondays? Anybody? You did? Hmm. So I can't repeat it, okay? Yes, you can. No, it's all right. You have to send it to me so I can You came it. in a bit. You missed a, a section of it, didn't you? Bad part. Did, did, that, did Mr. Schneier record it? Does he record it? No. Does he? Yeah. Schneier? Yeah. Because Schneier says he has a birthday party tonight. An 88th birthday party of his schwer. No, he's He's schwer. Also, who's the schwer Cooper? Duchzach has a schwer Cooper. Hershey Cooper's father. No, he's Schneier is married to Cooper's sister. Yeah. Yes. Yes, okay. definitely. All right. Yes. Lindells are involved there. Okay. All right, so today's shear is externally it looks like it would be connected to Monday shear, but it isn't. Hey. <laughs> it definitely isn't, but you'll soon see. You just, the rugged shover himself, well, this is a free, and that's what we're doing. Let's look at the Chumash. Here we go. Parshas Re'eh. Hanoka, severance. Again, Hanoka. We've done it years ago, but we did, we're not, this, this year and this week are new. Hot off the press, new stuff. We tackled new in Yonim. Very interesting in Yonim. And here we go on page 1018 in the Stone Edition. Torah says, It starts off in 1016. Torah says, if an avid ivri or an amoha ivriya, right? A Hebrew slave, man slave or woman slave is sold to a yid for six years. And there's an argument to the Gemara if this applies also if he sold himself. Rashi brings the halach is that it applies only if the Bezdin sells him. Not relevant, these details, but in general, Rashi mentions it. And the halach is you have to give him severance after the six years when you send him out free. Now, the context of the parasha is, just read the Chumash, and it says that this halach of severance pay is talking about what case the circumstances are that he was sold to you and he works for seven, six years. The seventh year he sent out free. So Torah says when you send him out free, in addition, right, you should give him severance. Says the Gemara in Mesech Te Kedushin, that Tezayin Omud Beis. Actually, it doesn't say severance. It says he shall not send him out empty hand. And then it says, next postage, Yudalit. Yudalit. Ha'anek ta'anek, how does it translate? Gifts. Adorn it? You like adorn? Good. No, no, I'm just... Excuse me? You don't like the sound of severance? English is a funny Okay, I want to tell you something. You know, I'll be kind to you. And to myself. We'll go see what Mr. Rabbi... Kaplan. Rabbi Kaplan said. I Okay, what is the... What does Mary Rutnick say? Be so kind and look and I'll see what Rabbi Kaplan says. Adorn him generously. The implication of the Okay, term, but if, if you remember many years ago, we had about, yeah, okay, wonderful. We had different, we mentioned the different definitions. I thought I wouldn't bother, but I'm happy to. Because we'll do it over. Nothing wrong with pleasure. Good pleasure. This is Avek Dachzach Erev Shabbos when he finished the Sefer Yetzirah. Is Yotzer Neshmose Be'erod? When he finished translating the Sefer Yetzirah in English, it was Erev Shabbos. I think he passed away. Just Yeah. Give him a severance gift. Give him a severance gift. You see, he's my man. The living person. Correct. Yafer, okay. Yafer, well said. Severance means like goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, okay, and then give him a gift. That's why every time you sack a rabbi, you've got to pay him so much. You should send him away um, free from you. When you send him away free from you, you should not let him go empty-handed. Yeah. You should give him many gifts to your flock. Oh, you should give him many gifts. It's all gifts, it's not severance here. pay. Severance it's gifts, what did you say here? Yeah, that amount. That's a separate issue. Okay, that's okay. 
So they all say severance gift. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. gift. Okay, yeah, fair. I say severance pay, and I keep on saying pay. Maybe pay is wrong. You'll soon see. Pay can make sense but, too. But fits. pay is, means you worked for it. Excuse me, so didn't we discuss that Monday? Okay, we'll mention it in that a moment. Yeah, fair, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. It could be that follows very well. You know, so the Gemara says, even though the context, the circumstances are that if he works for six years, he's sold for six years, he works for six years, after the sixth year, the seventh year, you should send him out and give him the severance gift. Says the Gemara, this applies also. If, if he goes out to be Yoivel, if he goes, the Evan goes out in the Jubilee year, so we know the 50th year, the Jubilee year, they have the old Avodim go out free. And the Gemara says the same applies. Bemisa, excuse me, Bemisas, Bemisas Ho'odor. If the master dies, if the master dies, he also goes out free. And if he goes out free, we give him severance. Now, what is the criteria of the severance? And possibly here we'll come to realize if we should say severance gift or severance pay. If you recall, I'm just going to say this just in brackets and parentheses, just by the way, just to crystallize this discussion a moment ago. And that is, if you remember, we mentioned the Gemara in Mesichte Kedush, in Daf Tezvov Omodalef. The Gemara said as follows. We were speaking about if the slave dies. If the slave dies. Do you give the Hanoko, the severance, to his, those who inherit him? Or you're only meant to give it to him, you're obliged to give it only to him and not to them. Says the Gemara, what kind of question? The Gemara wanted to say, it says, Ha nek ta'anik loy. Says the Gemara, loy veloy liyershov. Posik yudalit. To him and not to those who inherit him. Says the Gemara, how can that be? Sochir karier The Torah regards him, calls him, refers to him as a sochir, a hired worker. So just as a hired worker, when he works for you, you have to pay him wages. And if he dies, you have to pay the wages to those who inherit him. The same goes that this Evet who worked for you is described in the Torah, Kimishna Schar Sochir. Uh, uh, Where does it say at the bottom, at the end of the Posuk? It says, in Posuk Yudches, Kimishne Schar Sochir, Avot Chosheva Shonin. says the Gemara, look, we call him a Sochir, a hired worker, and he worked more than was demanded, more than the letter of the law, not, not more, but more than a regular worker, because he's all working not just by day, he's also working by night, because Rabbi Moisel Shiv Knanis, he has to, etc., whatever. All, all these details aren't relevant, but the idea is, the Gemara says definitely, therefore you have to give it to his, those who inherit him. What I want to convey from that is, that based on this expression of the Gemara, Mephorshim, Rogachover inclusive, want to say that the criteria of the Hanoka is schirus, is just as wages. It's incorporated in the wages. Just like you have to pay a worker wages, you have to pay an Evid who worked for you day and night, right? Even though he sold himself, he was sold to you, right? By the Bezdin to pay up for his, he, he, he stole, yeah, he could pay up the debt. So the Bezdin sold him, right? But because he overworked for you, therefore what you're giving him now, Torah says, is not just a charitable act, it is regarded as schirus. Because the Gemara says, just ask here, because we identify, and we say the halachas of Anoka have the halachas of wages, so they want to say the criteria of Anoka is like wages. Okay? Get it? Guess what? The Mishnah Lamelech says, so the Purush and Hilchas that's one side of looking at it, based on this expression of the Gemara. The Rogat Shavar says it, and many others do. Others, and not others, the Mishnah Lamelech himself goes on to say, there's another way of analyzing the, the, the criteria, the gather of, of Hanoka, and that is, it's merely stoka. It's a charitable act on behalf of the master. He's out of the kindness of his heart. He's giving him severance. Is and there are not... Is it considered a yersha for the kids? Pardon? Is it considered a yersha for the kids? No. 
Well, we discussed that. That's exactly what we discussed. The Gemara says we give the, the those who inherit him, we give them the Hanukkah, the severance. It's a thousand. Excuse me, if they, they ever died. One moment, one moment, I'm a not. Excuse me. And the, the, the Meshachachma, we mentioned that in the Mandashir. The Meshachachma wants to say, and it's a Mephorshim Malbim, that this, if we give his and the inheritors of the Evet, the severance or not, will depend how we regard it. If we regard it as wages, yeah, says the Meshachach, we will give it to the Yorshim. Yeah. Says the Malbim, we'll give it to the Yorshim. Say all the Mephorshim based on this Gemara, we'll give it to those who inherit him. Just like wages. You owe someone money, you have to pay those who inherit him, even though he's not here. But if we regard it as kindness, the kindness, goodness of the heart, of the master towards the Evid, the Evid worked for him, therefore he feels for him, he cares for him, it's charitable, etc. So well, who is he meant to give it to? He's meant to give it to the Evid, but he doesn't to give it to those who inherit him. That's Mufurish, it's Mufurish in the Meshachachma, etc. We discussed this. So basically I'm saying, let's just go back to the English definition. Severance pay, or severance gift. Very, very possible that it follows with if it's severance pay, it's like schirus. If it's severance gift, so it's zoka, charitable, the kindness of his heart. Is that correct? Does it sound good? Rings no, it sound no. good? The you don't is, like it? No. You still don't like it? No. Yeah. The thing is, it's because in Kuf. In Kuf Kuf. Negate of the message. Yeah. It brings the mice there when Rebbe, when Rebbe Kiva was not still on Moritz and he went to work for Rebbe Elazer. Okay. Says the, someone came from the Golil and he worked okay. and he said, you know, uh, I want, I'm going home after three years, give me my pay. Okay. So he said, I don't have any money now. He said, give me uh, fields, I don't okay. have any spare, give me the cows, I don't have any. You know the story. Okay, what do you want to say? Yeah, so then after that, so he <coughs> redeemed all these things in all these vow, and he turned up with three camel loads full of... Uh, yeah, okay, uh, what do you want to say? Then if he would have been paid, and he gave him not only what he was due, but also gave him three camel loads full of gifts, it would have... It, no, it would have been like uh, it would have been like ribbers, you know. So, I'm not mechadash anything. I just brought to your attention yeah. what the Mishnah of Melech says that there are two ways of looking at yeah. how to analyze Hanukkah, and yeah. the Mishnah Chochmah says the same thing, and the uh, Mishnah of Melech says there'll be differences in nafkim uh, and halacha. The Mishnah Chochmah says there'll be nafkim halacha. So I only said based on what they yeah. already established yeah. that it's either severed, that it's either schirus regarded as schirus or regarded as zoka. Possibly the definition in English will depend on what it is. That's all I said. You have a question why it should be schirus from a Gemara and Shabbos? Learn the sugya. I didn't, wasn't out to be mechadash anything. Gufo yeah. yeah. I'm just bringing to your attention yeah. that what the Achronim say, and therefore I'm talking about the English definition because that's what we're going back to what he was saying. Is it pay or is it gift? That's all. So if it's charity, it sounds like severance gift. If it's regarded as wages, it's severance pay. Goodbye. Thank you. Today. People have entitlement, superannuation, mm, mm, long mm, service. Mm. Um, You're talking about avodim. Yeah, well, they didn't. Avodim. And they would have been paid, and you're supposed to pay anyway, immediately. So it's unlikely there wouldn't have been that much outstanding. Anyway, the Sefer Achinuch says that it's chesed. He says mefurish. It's an act of chesed, of kindness. So it seems like he learned that it's chesed, not together of wages or whatever. And he also concludes that even though there's no avodim nowadays, because the jubilee year doesn't apply, but nevertheless, when one has a hired worker nowadays, you should definitely give him severance, like it says in the Torah, that you give severance to the Evet, if you're, you have an, you're employing someone. Okay, take out the Sefer HaChinuch. Timur Chinuch has a query, if it follows with all opinions. This is a discussion about that. We, we, we listen, we're, we're off track. Let's go on to what we, want to dis- we have to discuss. Okay, so, B'cholo'ifn, we're going on. So the Torah says that the severance has to be given, or the adornment, or the gifts, or whatever you like, okay? We'll use the term Hanukkah without having to get the trouble, okay? The Torah says Hanukkah is given. Says the Gemara, Hanukkah is given, not just for someone who is sold for six years and leaves after six. It's also given to one who leaves that is sent out after the Jubilee year. It's also given to the, uh, an Ebed who leaves after, uh, it, once the master, if the master dies. That's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says we derive it from the Pesach. It says, "Uvashona Ashvis Tishalchenu Chovshi Meimach Vichisishalchenu Chovshi Meimach." It says the additional expressions of Shiluach of sending him away. Mm-hmm. So the Torah wants to say that these all allude to additional forms and fashions of freeing him. 
it, in this, this expression it is hinted and alluded to other forms of fashions of release, being, of being released. Not just the explicit case of six years, which says in the Chumash, but there is another case of Tishalchenu, there's another case of Vichisishalchenu, says Rashi, all of that is alluded in these words. Okay, ended. Now, in the Sefer Sifri Dibeirav, Rabbi David Pardo on the Sifri, and the Minchas Chinuch, and the Mitzvah Tov Pei Beis, but more elaborated in the Sifri Dibeirav, but the same, the Minchas Chinuch says, well, here we go. He says, look, when... Uh, when we say that the severance, when the Eved leaves on Yoivel, in Yoivel, right? What slave, Jewish slave, is released in Yoivel? Two types. We have one type who is sold for six years, and the Jubilee year precedes the end of the six years, the climax. If in the middle of the third year, or the middle of the fourth year, the Jubilee year arrives, it goes out free. That's one case of the Yoivel freezing. Okay? We have another case where Yoivel freezing. And that is when he poshet kipshutoi works till yoivo. When is that? When he is an eved nirtsa. When the eved ivri says, "I love my master," so he bore a hole in his ear, etc., etc. And the Torah says, "Va'avodoi liyoylam," and liyoylam means liyoiv leolmoshel yoivel. He works for the master till for fifty years, till the jubilee year, right? Depending when he was sold, etc. Okay. Now, so we have two types of. According to that, if he's freed, we say uh, Hanukkah is deserving after the Yoivil, says the Sifri de Beirav, it applies to both types of release of Yoivil. To where Yoivil comes in the middle of the six years, or where Yoivil is actually the 50th year. Simple. By the Nirza. By the Avid Nirza. Does the court know? The court knows when the 50th year Everybody knows everything. So, so what about it? Really it's sold accordingly. It's sold accordingly. Rashi. Look at Rashi. Rashi discusses that. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Rashi discusses Okay, uh, now, says the Sefri de Beirav, the same applies for the Misas Ha'odon, and here we come to the main topic we're going to discuss today. If we say that Yoivel, he deserves Hanukkah, and there are two types of Hanukkah, two types of Avodim, which are released by Yoivel, the same will apply by Misas Ha'odon. There are two types of Avodim, which go out by Mises order, And both of these two types will be receiving Hanukkah. What two types? One type is if the Evid is an Evid Nirza, right? He said, I love my master. We bore his ear, right? Listen, Yoivel comes in the middle. Excuse me, sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. Misa. I'm sorry, Misa, right? The order, right? The master dies. The master dies. Guess what? The ma- he bore his ear. He should be working for the master for fifth till Yoive. Says the Gemara. Says in the Torah, Va'avod doi la'olam. He has to work till the Yoive for the master. Va'avod doi. V'loi libnoi. V'loi libitoi. V'loi liyachi. For no one, he is freed. Misas ha'odoin. Releases him in total. He's freed. Free man. It doesn't, no inheritors, no one takes, no one drags it out, no one extends. We don't extend it. In other words, the deal he made with the father is not extended onto the son. Finished. Mrs. Oden. The Mela, that's one case of Mrs. Oden where Handaka will apply by an Evid Nirza. Another case where Mrs. Oden will apply, where the master dies, he buys him for six years, and he, he's not an Evid Nirza. Okay? Now, if the master dies and there is a son, the son inherits the slave. And he ends the six-year period with a son. Okay? What happens if there is no son? Only a daughter. So the din is, he goes out free if the master dies. Okay? If there's no son, just a daughter. Because the, the Gemara says, the Gemara says, no other Yorsham, only the son. So before Shirambam and Hilkas Avod and Perigimel, Perig Beis and Perigimel. Okay, Perig Beis, I think, if I recall correctly. Okay, but that's the Psakaloch. So we have two cases where Mises Sodom, just like says the Sefri de Berav, just like the by Yoivel, the the the, the Yoivel will, will 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 oblige the us to give Hanukkah to the Evet. In two type of cases, two cases of the Evet, the same two by Mises Sodom. There are two cases. One case where he is an Evet Nirza, so the Mises Sodom releases him. One case where he sold for six years and there's no son. So the Mrs. Sardin releases him. In both of those cases, we give him 
Hanoka. Who gives him Hanoka? The Yorushu. Who gives him Hanoka? Not the best. He's dead. He died. Who gives him Hanoka? He died. He's not here. The master gives Hanoka. Says in the Torah. You should give him Hanoka. Who gives him Hanoka? It's Poshuk. All of this. Who gives him Hanoka? The Yorushu gives him Hanoka. Yes, that son, he didn't have a Yerush. The daughter gives him a knocker. Whoever's there. The, the whoever's there gives him a knocker. We'll soon see. Well, we'll soon see. But it's Poshut, in other words, the Yerush can give him a knocker. By an Evid Nirza, right? He can have a son and a brother and a daughter. They don't. He's released. Hanoka is, is coming to him. Who gives him the Hanoka? The master died. The children give him the Hanoka. The children have to give him severance. But we also learned Bal -bal. that the five daughters inherited from their son, we're not talking about halachas of inheritance now. We're talking about halachas of Evet. That's what we're talking about. Halachas of Avodim. Hello. Let's talk about his brother. So talk about his brother. Forget about his daughter. Talk about his brother. Talk about, let's, you know what? Talking about inheriting the other. Excuse me. So I said, if he's an Evet Niritza, there's a special policy which says even a son doesn't inherit it. If he's not an Evet Niritza, so if there's a son, he inherits it. If there's no son, even though the brother usually inherits, nevertheless, he won't inherit it. Finished. It's only the son and not the daughter or the brother. Why you shut down? You tried well, you meant well, you did well, Yashar Koyach, and you're wonderful. I want to ask a question. I'm sorry if I raised my voice. Not at all. What happens in the reverse situation when the ever dies? I'm sorry. You should have come Monday. Sorry, it's your loss. Open up the cheer. That's exactly what we discussed Monday. Monday, the whole cheer was geared to where the ever dies. You get it? And, I, and I, I, excuse me, excuse me, and the beginning of the shir I started to discuss where the Gemara says the Evet dies, do we give the Hanukkah to those who inherit the Evet? And the Gemara takes it for granted, definitely we do. And we discussed it in length, if it's so simple or not, and it's all recorded. That's, sorry. That wasn't I'm, I'm the question. Very, that no, 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 okay. Well, I'm, you want to let me go? Because we're finishing nine by hook or by crook. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, because we have to finish nine. So I'm really sorry. So if we're not going to make it, whatever we learn, whatever we know, I may have to leave at nine. That's what I need to say. Don't get me wrong. It's with pleasure. I really appreciate everybody's participation. Halavai in midaf mitchin. And I was a git mitchin. That's the only way the head ticks. It works. As we design. Shakla vitaria, mitomidi, yusimikul, angachulu, etc. It's wonderful. How can you not come on there? People in the Dropbox will lie. I'm sending it to Ray. Yeah. Okay, he has it. Okay. Most of it, right? So you're put on the Three quarters of it. Okay, let me follow. So it's gonna. That's what I say. Today's shear is bordering a bit with it. I'm sorry for that. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm really not, but uh, I'm just saying it. No, no. We're talking about the Ebed was bored. Okay, end it. All right. So, so the Sefri de Berav and the Minchas Chinuch say. So we have two cases where the Mitzvah Sa'av allows. It says in the Gemara, the Misa Sa'av, Misa Sa'odon, we have to give him Hanukkah if the Odin dies, so it's partial. Where do you get the, the severin, the Hanukkah from? You get it from the Yorshim, meaning the Odin is not around, so the children give, if there's a son, the son gives it. Then you take out the Svarim, the Halachas of Yerusha, you see the order. If it's a son, or it's a brother, or it's a daughter, whatever it is. But I call upon him, it's definitely coming to him, in all these cases. Okay, wonderful. Guess what? It says in Sifri, Hanek Tanik Loi, Veloi Liyorshov. Loi, Veloi Liyorshov. You give him Hanoka and you don't give Hanoka to, to the Yorshim. We're going to use the term Yorshim. Good? You don't give it to the Yorshim. Now, this Sifri at face value would seem to say we're talking about the Yorshim of the Eved. Yeah. And the Eved died. Mm -hmm. And so it would seem. Because Ha-Nektanik is, is addressed to the Master. Loi refers to the Eved. So if the Sifri says it, he quotes Ha-Nektanik Loi, the Loi Yorshov, so it would seem that it's referring to if the Eved dies, we don't give it to the Yorshim of the Eved. We're not talking about if the master dies, if the Yorshim of the master have to give it, right? So this is free, so there shouldn't be a problem, right? I'll tell you what the problem is. But if that's the meaning of this is free, the way it seems, 
Then it contradicts the Gemara. The Gemara says clearly in Misechte Kedushin, that definitely if the Eved dies, you definitely give it to his Yorshim. So how do we understand this? Sefriya says you don't give it to the Yorshim. So we discussed it Monday. We discussed it Monday. Okay? How to reconcile this Sifri with that Gemara. Those who are interested can listen to the recording on Monday. I don't even mind to repeat it. But time doesn't allow. I'm very sorry. If I would have known you people were interested, I wouldn't have to sit three, half, uh, half of a day preparing a new one. I could have said the old one. Okay, <laughs> I have no... I'm quite happy about it. It's all right. Perhaps you'll learn this word. Weiter. Listen to this. The Malbim, in his commentary on the Sifri, of course, also raises this issue. All the Mephorshim raise the issue. As we mentioned, the Rugged Shavu treats it. The Meshachachma treats it. The Vilna Goen treats it. This is all a recording from the recording of Monday, right? The, the Malbim raises it, etc. Now, the Malbim comes up with something very novel to reconcile this Sifri with, with that Gemara. And he says, you know, you know what the Sifri means? Hanik tanik loy veloy liyorshov, that it shouldn't be in contradiction, in contradiction to what the Gemara says, that you give it to the Yorshim if the Eved dies. And here it seems to say that you don't give it to the Yorshim if the Eved dies. He says, when it says hanik tanik loy veloy liyorshov, it means the Master dies. Definitely, says the Malbim, if the Eved dies, like the Gemara says, without question, says the Gemara, if the Eved dies, of course you give it to his Yorshim, because it's not worse than wages. Wages, if you work for a guy, you have to pay him, even after he dies, you give it to those who inherit him. The same goes for the, for the severance, for the Hanukkah. But what is this Sifri saying? That you don't give it to the Yorshim. We're talking about if the, 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 the master dies. And the question is, did the Torah oblige, when the master died, to give the Hanukkah to the Eved, or the Torah only obliged the master to give it? Says the Sifri, according to that, there's no contradiction in that Gemara. But there's a new contradiction. There's a contradiction to the Gemara of Kiddush, and Tezvav Omedbeis, Within the Gemara says clearly, that Bemisas Ho'odoin, we, we give him severance. Who gives it to him? The Yorshim. So we've maybe reconciled the contradiction to Kedushin Tezvav Amadalif, but we then come back with a contradiction to Kedushin Tezayin Amadbeis. But the, the Malman was mitchaken, and he says, you know, I have no problem. Because there's a very explicit Talmud Yerushalmi. It says in Talmud Yerushalmi, I saw it today, in Talmud Yerushalmi, in Mesichti Kedushin, Perik Aleph, Halacha Beis. The Talmud Yerushalmi is of the opinion that if the Odoin passes away, the Master passes away, no severance pay is given to the Eved. There's no, the, no one has to give severance pay. It's only the Master, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu, obliged to give the severance. But if the Master dies, the, 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 his Yorshim don't have to worry about it. It says, I'm a foolish Yerushalmi. The Mela says the Malbim, Definitely, the Sifri is talking about if the master died, and the ma- if the master died, it's only the master has to give it and not the Yorshim. <coughs> he says, so he fixed up Kedushin Tezvav Amadalef. Kedushin Tezayin Amadbeis, no problem. There's a machloikis between the Yerushalmi and the Bavli. We have a clear Yerushalmi and Bavli. The Bavli says, Talmud Bavli says clearly that if the master dies, you have to give him severance. Talmud Yerushalmi says clearly if the master dies, you don't have to give him severance. So what's wrong? I have already an established argument. So I can say the Sifri follows in the, in the, with, the, with the sheet of the Yerushalmi, no worries. In other words, if there was no Talmud Yerushalmi, it was between the Sifri and the Bavli, I would have to go out of my way to reconcile it, right? Because why should I, if I'm not sure what the Pshat of the Sifri is, you have to find all different ways and means. But if I have a very clear, explicit Talmud Yerushalmi, which negates what it says clearly in the Talmud Bavli, so there's already an established opinion of the Talmud. So therefore I can say, no worries, so the Tana of the Sifri will follow with the Yerushalmi, not with the Bavli, no worries, we have no problem with that. That's what the Malbim says, and he's happy. He's happy. He says, I'd rather learn this way. Listen to me. My feeling is, I have a very strong feeling, and I haven't really seen anyone really saying it, that this shot of the Malbim is based on the text of the Vilna 
I don't always have to quote the Vilna Goyen and don't follow. I can say, say so sometimes, Pshat in the Vilna Goyen, can't I? Good. So there's a Hagois, Hagro, there is a, a, an, 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 uh, how do you say it? Emendation. He seems to correct a text of the, of the Sifri. It says in the Sifri, Hanik Tanik Loi Veloi Yorshov. Now, in one text of that, I have about three or four Svarim Sifri, right? With, in, which incorporates the text of the Vilna Goyen, the corrections of the Vilna Goyen. Now, in one of the texts, it Mamish repeats our Sifri. It says, Hanik Tanik Loi Veloi Yorshov. And that addition, which with, with the Pirush of Rabbeinu Hila, Okay, so there's Agois Agrode, and there it says, Veloilu Yorshav, the same thing. It's identical, it repeats the words. So I'm thinking, what did the Gros say here? What was added and what was subtracted? What was deleted? It's all the same. Are you spelling Loi? It's all the same. It's all the same. Not bad. It's all the same. Oive, I better look. Not bad, that's good. You heard what he said. As long as they are good. Because you know, with the Loi, Loi Zignoi. So it's Loi with the Vav, Loi with the Nalaf. It's very good. I'm Chaya. You know, I'm going to double check that. I'm very sorry, but I don't think I don't think you're right. I think it's both loyvet and aleph, but it's good. It could, it follows good, you know. It, you'll soon hear what I want to say. It's not a must. It's not a must what I want to say, but what you're saying definitely helps. But we'll have to go through all the different texts of the Vilna texts to see if there's such a thing. I doubt it, but maybe. Here, in three texts, it says, "Hanek tanek loy." Veloy Yershov, not Veloy Li Yershov. And not Yershov. In all the texts of the Sefri, it reads, Hanekanik Loy. So Loy means give it to the slave. Veloy Li Yershov, and not to, to his, those who inherit him. But if, you delete but if I delete the Lamed then, and I read Veloy Yershov, it would sound like it's referring to the master. To the master. And what is the Torah saying? It means as follows. We're talking to the master. Hashem says, Master, you give him, says the Vilna Goin, the Sifri is saying, but we're not addressing this, this, this Sivui, this commandment, to his, to his descendants, to his Yorshim. You get what I'm saying? So Li Yorshav would sound like the Yorshim of the Evet. Yershav would sound like the Yershim of the Master. Yeah, yeah. So I believe, I believe, that's what the Vilna Goyen wants to say. He says, And basically the Malbim's Pshat, the Malbim's text reads that way, Yershav, and that's why he likes this Pshat. He says, listen, I have no problem. Why? Because where it says here, Lo Yershav, it means if the Master dies, right? So therefore, if the Master dies, his Yershim don't have to give Hanukkah. Even though the Babi says his Yorshim, do I have to give Anoka? The Rabbi Vilna going will learn that it coincides with the Talmud Yerushalmi, just like the Malbim says, no worries. So it's everything he's saying seemingly is based on the Vilna going. Very good, yeah? Wonderful. Um, even though, even though we mentioned Monday, and here it comes something important, even if the Vilna going um, if we understand the Vilna Goyen, or if we had the text, and we're talking about if the Eved dies, and then it would come out to be that you don't give the Yorshim, right? There's no contradiction to Kedushin Tezvav Omedalev. Because he amends the Gemara in Kedushin Tezvav Omedalev. And according to him, the Gemara in Kedushin Tezvav Omedalev, Taka holds that the loyal Yorshim, if the Eved dies, you don't give to the Yorshim of the Eved either. So, the truth is, either way it works out fine. So if it's Liyorshav the, the, for the Vilna Goyen, so he fixes up the Gemara in Kedushin, that Kedushin Tezvav and Madalo shouldn't contradict the Sifri. If it's Yorshav, I'm talking about if the, if the Master dies, so it doesn't work out with Bavli Tezayin on the base, but it works out with Talmud Yorshalmi and Masech Kedushin. Okay. One problem, but. So whatever the Vilna Goyen means, I'm not sure, but I believe, hopefully that's what he means. But the Malbim definitely says that, okay? That the, that's the way he reconciles it. That what it says, Li Yorshov, well, Yorshov is speaking about if the master dies. Now, and he says it follows with the Talmud Yerushalmi. The problem is, the Sifri's opinion itself, the Sifri, the Sifri also has an opinion. What is it, the Sifri's opinion in the case if the Odin dies? 
Misas HaOdoi. If the Odin dies, does do the Yorshim of the Odin have to give severance or not? We just finished saying no, right? But there's a clear, explicit Zifri on the Pasuk. V'chise shalchenu, tishalchenu chavshi mi'imach. V'chise shalchenu chavshi mi'imach. The Zifri says, you would think that you only have to give severance. If he is sold for six years and then redeemed, says the Zifri, explicit Zifri, there's no pshetlach. Because it says tishalchenu, v'chise shalchenu, you have to give him even when he's released on Yovel. And also when the Odin passes away, you have to give him too. Severance. So we have a Mephurish Yisifri, like it says in the Talmud Bavli, that by Mises HaOdin, if the master dies, you do give severance, right? So how can the Balbim say, how can the Malbim say, that when it says, it means that if the master dies, the Yorshim of the master don't have to give severance. There's a Sifri, a page before, which is clearly, that when the master dies, you do have to give severance. This question, the Toyafos Re'em asks on the Malbim. And this is a commentary on the Sefer Yireim from Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer Mimitz from the Talmud of the Re'em one of the Baliatoisvis. So in his commentary, Toyafos Re'em, which was written by a Ram in, from Minsk in Lite, so he writes this in his commentary, he raises this point with the Malbim. Now the Rogachover Goin asks on this Sefri, that this contradicts the Gemara. This Sifri contradicts the Gemara. On Monday we discussed what the Rogachover Goin explains, that if this Sifri is speaking about that, about the Yorshim of the Eved, right? The Eved died, and we're talking about the Yorshim of the Eved, so the Rogachover reconciled it with the Gemara in Masech Tekedush and Daf and he says there are two types of when the Eved died. If they ever died in the six years, or if they ever died after the six years. He says, the Gemara Kedushin, which says you definitely give it, is speaking whether they ever died after the six years. Then you definitely give him, because then the master was obliged to pay him after the six years were up. Then he died, you didn't get a, get a chance to give it to him, so definitely you have to give it to his, those who inherited him. Like by wages. But in the case where the Eved died in the six years, there would be a Svoro logic to say you should have to give him severance. You need a special project to say you don't give them severance. And we explained that Monday. Listen to the tape, to the recording. So this the Rogachover explains in one section. And the Rogachover says, you should know, I have a different way of analyzing the Sifri. And the Sifri may be speaking not about if the, if the ever dies. The Sifri may be talking about if the master dies. So the Rogachover wants to say as follows. That even if the Sifri is talking if the master died, like the Malbim said, right? He's talking about it. He says it already. And the Torah of Israel also is happy with that. Nevertheless, you just said it. It's no problem with the Gemara and Kedushin that if the master dies, you have to give him severance. And the Sifri says if the master dies, you don't give him severance. There are two types of Avodim. And here we come that the Rogachavar going disagrees with the Minchas Chinuch and the Sifri de Beirav. They took it for granted that the two types of Avodim, the Eved Nirza, Right? Who goes out after the Yovel. And all, excuse me, but Mrs. Sa'odin, I'm sorry. And also the Eved was sold for six years and he died and there was no son, only a daughter. So they, all, they both cases get severance if the master dies, says the Rogachover, nothing doing. It will depend, not every Eved will get severance if the master dies. And the Rogachover going says as follows. He doesn't make it up. Interestingly, the Tevis Ra'im says it himself. Doesn't bring no Rogachovers. He says it be Das Atzma, he makes his own Svoras up, which sounds good, I'll soon tell you the Svoras. And interestingly, the Rogachover going says the same thing, but in his Sprach, in his language, with his phraseology, with his Chkiris, very beautiful Chkira. We'll come to it, and it's getting late. Uh, I'll first tell you what the Tevis Ra'im says, says, and it sounds quite posh, quite simple. But the Rogachover doesn't just make it up. He finds him a Furusha Rashi in Mesechta Kedushin. And it's a Pelagodl how Rashi says it clearly in Mesechta Kedushin. There's a Rashi in Mesechta Kedushin in the Gemara, where the Gemara discusses that the severance pay if the master dies. Rashi says, Mefurish. It's talking about an Eved Nirza. A Mefurisha Rashi. Rashi says it. I didn't investigate to see if all the Mefurishim say it. The Rogachover bases it on that Rashi. The Rogachover going says, Look, 
Rashi says, and evidently he says, why did Rashi say that? Why didn't Rashi also speak about an Eved who was sold for six years, and the master died, and there was only a daughter left? So it seems, says the Rogachover going, that Rashi is of the opinion that severance will only be given only when he was an Eved Nirza, he was bored, right? An Eved Nirza, and the master died. So then it doesn't go not to the son, and not to the daughter, not to the brother, only then there's severance. But in the case where he wasn't an Eved Nirza for six years, and there's no son but a daughter, there won't be severance whatsoever. Nothing doing. And based on this Rashi, but the Tevis Rahim says it himself. Let me just tell you what the Tevis Rahim says. This commentary says to reconcile this free with this thing based on the Malbim. The Malbim says, we're talking that if the master dies, there's no severance, right? So the, 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 this commentary claimed, the, the Sifri says himself, a page before, that if the master dies, you do give him severance. So we must, we're obliged to say, in the context of the Sifri itself, that the the Sifri makes, dissects and segregates and makes a difference between one type of evidence and the other type of evidence. Not like the Sifri de Beirav and the Menachas We oblige from the Sifri itself. Forget about the Talmud Bavli and the Talmud Yerushalmi. Right? If we'll learn, like the Malbim, in other words, that the Loyal Yorshav means if the Master died and the Master's kids don't need it. And he says as follows. He says, look, and you should know, interesting, the Rav seems to go in the same way, but like I said, okay, without repeating it. He says, look, by a nirza, an evet nirza. What does the Torah say? He says, what's the context of the halacha of anoka? The Torah says, if you will send them out free. When you send them out to, for, to freedom, right? Don't send them out empty-handed. So it has, says this, it has to be in the context of tishalchenu chofshi me'imach. He goes out and he's freed. And when he's freed, the Torah says, don't let him go out free, empty-handed. So he says as follows, here comes the difference. He says, when he is an Eved Nirza, right? He says, I love my master, he bore his ear, he has to stay there till Yoiv. The master dies, the Gemara says, the Psaq Aloha is, the master dies, he goes out free, even if he had a son, and the son inherits usually a father, a brother, had a son, a father, a brother, nothing doing, he goes out free. So it's very clear from the Torah that this man's a free man. He, gets, he goes out, but Mises so therefore, definitely we'll give him severance in the case of a nirza. Okay? That's the case the Sufri says that if this is, we, we incorporate, we, we include, inclusive, we, we, we add, we, we, we learn out from the Posuk, that also when the master dies, the, he gets severance, but only that case. Why only that case? Because the other case, it's not so. He's not totally freed. He says when he's bought, sold for six years, and the master dies in the middle of the six years, Right? If there's no son, he goes out free, right? The daughter doesn't take it over. He goes out free, so he's a free man. And the terrorist says, So he says, you know, is that free? It's not free. Because what would have been if there would have been a son? That's what he says. If there would have been a son, this guy wouldn't be going out free whatsoever. It just happens to be to his luck, to his mazel, there's no son. That's why he goes out free. But in essence, he's not a free slave. And Bemeda, therefore, time is the Torah of Yisraelim. It doesn't fit into the context of the Shalchan Chofshi. So there, we, on that we say, that if the master dies, he doesn't get severance. And this, doesn't, this, this goes against the Zafri Debei Rav and the Menchus Chinuch. The Rogat Shavar Goin approaches it with his novel way, how he approaches things. And he, Bechlau, queries as follows. He says, he, he takes us back to, you know, to, to square one. In other words, to the basics. He says, the halacha that we have to give severance, right? And we say that the severance pay is paid by Yorshim, in general, right? Without going into the details of the issue. He queries as follows, what is, how does it work? How does it work, yeah? Uh, this, that, uh, uh, it, oh, so he starts off, I'm sorry. He starts off first to explain for us that the Eved Nirza, right? The Eved Nirza goes out by Misa Sa'odah. Yeah, that we, we discussed, right? There's no son. Even if there's a son, he goes out, the he says, oh, he was near Tzah. Listen, listen to what he says. Why does he go out, the he says, oh, we have to him, everything telling us that he goes out, the master died, he died. So he goes out free, even though there's a son. Because it says, Vodoy, only he works for the master and not for anyone else. So the Raghachavar going says, you can look at it in two ways. You can say as follows. The fellow was bought by this master, Right? 
And he says, therefore, every day works for him, right? So we, 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 every day, another day is deleted. It was both for six years, yeah. Or is it Nirza? So 50 years, yeah. So every day, right? Tick, 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 right? But he's still subjugated to the master. He's working for the master. One day less, one day less. He's coming closer to, to be released. Wonderful. All of a sudden, out of the blue, the master dies. What happened? You know why he goes out free? Because there's no one to work for anymore. It's called Hasoras Hamoineya. What, uh, what uh, uh, refrains the fellow from being free? He was sold to the master. So therefore, he's subjugated to the master. Now that the master is not here, it's not that the master's death frees him. There's no positive act. We're not actively freeing the Eved. It's due to the fact that the Odoin is not here anymore. So what restricted him? So he's not here. So Memele, he's free. Memele, he's free. So listen to what he says. He says, if you look at it that way, you know what? Because the death of the Odoin released him, so it, we look at it as if the Odoin released him. It's the master who released him, right? He, he held him by the neck. You work for me. He's not doing anywhere to hold him by the neck. So therefore he goes out free. He's not here. So it's, we regard it as, as if the Odoin, because he pulls out, the Odoin retracts. That's where he's released, right? So therefore, he says, the Odoin should be giving him severance. The Odoin freed him. The master freed him. He says, in that case, if we look at it as if the master freed him, and the master is dead. So therefore, when the children have to give severance, the children fill in for the father. In other words, this that the children give the severance, how do we judge that? Do the children give the severance because they have to do something the father was obliged in doing? And because the father's not here, therefore they're Yerush, and therefore they're doing it for their father. And if we look at it that way, that because, why? Who is releasing him? It's the Odoin is releasing him. The master is releasing him. So therefore, he's the one who gives him the severance. So therefore, the kids take over for the father. Torah says they don't have to work for him, but they say the severance, they take over the choy for the father. But there's another way of looking at it. He says, the Misa Sa Odoin, it may be a special halacha. It's a din miyuchot, there's a new halacha. Just like Yovel frees six years free him. Halacha, Torah says, halachas, halachas. These are the rules of the game. So Torah says, Misa Sa Odoin frees him. If, that's the, if the, these are the rules of the game, we wouldn't look at it as if the other in freezing. Torah says he's free. It's a terrorist. It's a din miyuchot. Special halacha. Torah says the misa sa'odin. He goes out free. According to that, we can say that the severance was in the first instance placed in a case where the master dies. Torah obliged in the first instance the children. It's not that they're taking over an obligation of the father. That the father is obliged, a choyv, left, a debt. Right? And that is the severance. So the sons have to pay the father's debt. No. If we're saying, when do you look at it that way? Only when we say the father made the release. He, so to speak, so to speak kept him back from, from, from being a free man. By him dying, he becomes free. So we look at the father. The father should be given the severance. And because the, so the father has the debt, the kids pay the father's debt. But we can look at it. No, that is a special deal. The terrorist says that when the master dies, so then severance has to be paid. So it could be the Torah in the first instance obliged children. The Yarshim have to pay the severance. They never oblige the master. The master's not here. There's no one to oblige. The Chatechila, the Torah says, when the Odin dies, the master, the, the children have to pay. And there's a Pasha Tenaf Kiminel Haloch if we look at it one way or the other. What would be the case if the father left no assets? No assets. Father has no money. A poor man. Says, yeah, it says if he gave him brachas, this, that, the other. Sigulish do. Everybody's not left. So if we look at it the first way, that the kids have to pay their father's debt, it's the father's debt. The father's not here, so the father left no assets. So nothing doing. There's no obligation for the kids to pay. But if I look at it that the Torah in the first instance obliged the children, so it's not relevant to us if the father has money, the father doesn't have money. If the father obliged, the Torah obliged the Yorsha. They have to pay. They have to pay. That will be enough. And the fact is, interestingly, and it's mentioned by other Achroinim. And that's the way they look at it. That the Torah in the first instance obliged the children. And therefore it's not relevant if the father has assets or not or money or not. The kids, the Torah obliged the children, the Yorshim to pay. Not that they have to pay the father's debt. Nothing to do with the father's debt. 
Because the father's death doesn't get carried over to the children in this case. See what the Ksos says and why he says it. But that's what he says. Okay. But the Rosh says it will depend how we look at it. So he says as follows. So he says, therefore... So he's in, in, and now he, he, it, it boils down that, that he says, I'd say after five, five after, but I'm finishing. It boils down more or less to what the, the, the Torah of Yisraim says. Now he says as follows. So he says, Rashi says, when is there severance? Only when the Eved is an Eved Nirza. He says, you know why? Because when the Eved is an Eved Nirza, right? So then he says, Rashi learned that there's a Din Meyuchot. It's a halacha which is placed upon, upon the the Yorshi to pay. It's a special aloha that there has to be severance paid. Right? And therefore Rashi learned that when the master died, right, and the Yorshim have to pay, the Torah in the first instance obliged them. So Rashi learned therefore it only applies to the Nirza. And it doesn't also apply to if he died in the middle. Why? If we will learn that really the Torah obliged the father and the father is not here, so therefore the kids take over the debt of the father. It makes no difference in what case. It could be a case of Nirza. It could be a case of, what's it called? That it was the middle of the six years. There's no son. So the daughter has to pay. The son has to pay. The uncle has to pay. The brother has to pay. All the Yorsha makes no difference. But if I say the Torah obliged someone else, Says, so Rashi's of the opinion, that's the way Rashi learned. Turn obliged someone else, not obliged the father, and they're paying up for the father. If they're paying up for the father, under all circumstances, you pay up for the father. But if the Torah obliges someone else, it only applies where the Torah obliges someone else. When the Torah obliges someone else, only by the Nirza. Why doesn't it apply also in the other case? Because when the Waitake Basically, he says, like, in other words, like the, what's his name says, like the Torah of Israel, he says, when, when he sold for six years and dies in the middle of the six years, right, can we say that this, that he doesn't work for the daughter is because, why Taka doesn't he work for the daughter? Is it because Torah says he's free? That's untrue. Torah never said he's free. It's just these are the rules of the game. Yeah, that the son, he works for the son, and he doesn't work for the daughter. Snapchat is that the terrorists place the special aloha that the Mises order makes him free. When, when terrorists says that when you work with your father, once the father dies, right, and no one gets a hold of him, not the son and not the brother, right? So then we can say that terrorists says that the special aloha that Mises order makes him free. But if I say that when, if, if there's a son, he would have to work for the son. And the son's not there. We can't say Torah makes a new halacha that when the, uh, when the master dies, he becomes free. Right? And therefore, there's an obligation on the Yorshin to pay severance. The fact is that if we are son, he wouldn't be free. So therefore, because the rules of the game are this, that there's only a daughter, we can't say the Torah obliged the daughter to pay severance. Because the Torah says no. The only sons, only when, the, only when the sons, they have to work for the sons, right? Severance. We apply the sons. But if there's daughters, there's the, the whole thing doesn't apply. There's still no rule. She doesn't work for this daughter. Doesn't work for the daughter. But we can't say he's in essence free. Anyway, that's the way he approaches it in his way. Anyway, we're scratching the surface. He brings substantiations. He substantiates all the different, the different points we mentioned. He substantiates with different gemaras, etc., etc. But the outcome, the outcome... Of course, it's simpler to uh, approach it with the way, in the simple terms and language, the way the Torah Yisraim says. We have to better understand what the Rabbi Trevor says. I, like I say, we're just scratching the surface. I'm using just some of his terms. Uh, if time would allow, we'd elaborate a bit more. But uh, the, in, in, at the end of it all, in conclusion, so we have basically a general argument, a halacha, right? We have an argument about loikis between the Minchaschil of the Sifri Debe Rabu. They hold that there always has to be the severance pay under all circumstances if there's a Misa Sa'odeh. Mashenkin, according to the Toyef Ra'im and the Ragachover Goin, that the severance pay, based on the Rashi, that the severance pay only by the Nirza and not by the Misa Sa'odeh, where it's not a Nirza. Okay, with this we end and have a good night and a good Shabbos. Thank you.